Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are here with one of our favorite guys, Jamal Eigel. Jamal, welcome. Hi, guys. Hi. So we should probably establish we're here at Baltimore Comic Con. We have been sitting across and staring at you the entire time. And and you guys have been very, very generous with (laughs) with both your your time, your your connectivity, and your food. So I appreciate it. We're a free candy podcast is what we are now. Yeah, we start with the figure candy and then the podcast come later. Um, What is the con experience like for you? I mean, obviously, we've seen it in action, but for anybody listening. Well... It depends, honestly. Like, most of the time, especially, like, over, like, I would say, like, the last five or six years, I usually just go to conventions that invite me. So, like, the freight is paid and hotel and everything. And I try to make myself as available to the convention as possible. So if they want to put me on panels and have me doing signings and stuff like that, then, you know, I'm completely all for it. You know, so that's... I have fun... With the conventions, I do. You know, it, it can be difficult. Like, it's a lot of travel, especially nowadays. You know, because I teach as well. So, but I do, I do still enjoy it for the most part. Yeah, uh, I want to ask you a very weird logistical question. Sure. But I was just moderating a panel where they were talking about a little bit like how you draw people into your booth. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they were saying is, oh, it's very tough when, you know, your head is down and right. people are focusing. But as an artist, you got to do that. you got to yes. be drawing. So how do you split those things? How do you get people to come over to your booth but at the same time <laughs> you're focusing on your art? That, that, is, I, that is the hardest part, actually. I mean, I, I think I'm pretty good at dividing my focus in that regard where I am kind of keeping one eye on what's going on around me and drawing and talking to people at the same time. Because it's not really like a sales thing more than anything else. You're, you know, I mean, I'm basically a circus chimp behind a table. Yes, yes. I I am the performing monkey. So (laughs) I have to be at least a little bit entertaining. And I don't know if I necessarily try to draw people to the table necessarily because people... Luckily, I've been doing this since dinosaurs roamed the earth, and yeah. people, a lot of people know who I am. And even if they're not 
that familiar with me. I have enough, you know, artwork and stuff on the table where they'll be walking by and they'll be like, oh, hey, that's, wow, that's, that's kind of good. Wait, <laughs> you worked on Supergirl? Yeah, that casual sneak up where <laughs> yeah, suddenly exactly. they're like, oh, I'm actually a huge fan of you. Yeah, I just exactly. didn't realize it's that like, wait. Oh, I didn't know you were black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you're when you're drawing at the table, are you doing? I've always wondered this. Are you doing actual work, or are you doing like? Oh God, I can't. No, I cannot. I can't do actual work okay. at a convention. I need my space. My wife makes fun of me because we have uh, friends of ours. Steve Ellis is a good friend of mine. Yeah. And he lives in Ithaca, New York. Yeah. We try to get up there as often as possible. I can't work around Steve. <laughs> and I can't. I love Steve. Steve is the older brother that I never wanted. <laughs> I, and I love him to death. But Steve and I, when we get, my wife calls him my girlfriend because Aww. we get together and all we do is talk. <laughs> like for the entire time, like about everything. It starts with like comics, then it goes to politics, movies, music. Hey, what about that that bird over there? That's really yeah, like it, it just so it's too much of a distraction for me. So and when I'm working, I have to be working. I have to be there and focused. Maybe a little music's playing in the background. I'm usually listening to like a radio show or a podcast or something. But I'm concentrating on the work for the most part. Wow. Well, not to keep getting logistical about this, but so when you're taking commissions for a con like this, we're here for three days, right. how many can you physically do? Do you do some beforehand, or are you doing them all Oh, here? no, no, it's usually all here, okay. and I can, I think the most I will take in a single day is probably like 10, depending wow. on, you know, like how, like, if it's just like a head sketch or head and torso, if it's like a full figure... Uh, there have been times when I've only been able to take like one sketch, but it's like a double page spread of something, you know, oh, something, wow. something elaborate, you know, um, and I just kind of close the list and say, I'm, I'm sorry, except for little kids. Like if little kids want like a sketch yeah, or something, I'll like come in, I'll do like a quick, you know, a quick sketch for them. What's you know? the wildest uh, commission you've gotten at a con? At a con? I've got the... Uh, well, there was a guy who used to have a cheerleader sketchbook <laughs> that I did did a sketch for. I don't think that was probably the the wildest the wildest sketch sketch request I ever had. Uh, was early on in my career, and I was at a convention in Connecticut with uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor. Oh, those and are bad were, influences. Yeah, right there. <laughs> and there was a guy there who was wearing a red polo shirt, a yellow rain slicker green shorts and he was carrying around a photo binder filled with pictures of little boys dressed as Batman and Robin <laughs> weird I, I can't elaborate more than that good. That's just, good. I wanted to call the police yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, uh, switching gears uh, <laughs> no no we, I have five follow up <laughs> I wanted to uh, talk to you about your teaching yes uh, uh, what what do you really love about teaching is it's helping somebody else kind of find their kind of it it's it's that partially the other part because yes last year was my first year teaching at school of visual arts yeah. and I teach uh, second year principles of cartooning cool and one of the things a two things happen having been a former SVA student back in the early 90s 
when I went to SVA, it was a much more cutthroat affair. <laughs> like, we were literally told the people on either side of you are your competition. Oh, kill them man. before they wow. kill you. Yikes. Wow. And the 90s were a crazy time. Yeah. School of violent arts. Exactly. But, else? but now, it's a much more collaborative spirit with the kids, and I really, really love that aspect of them just sharing with each other, sharing techniques, sharing ideas. Um, the other thing was watching them rise to the challenge that I put in front of them through the entire semester, watching them grow and develop and really, some of them really, like, being unsure of what they wanted to do visually as comic book artists, as cartoonists, and then by the time they finished their senior their, their project at the end of the year, just really flourishing. And I was just I was blown away at like some of the growth that they made oh, in just awesome. over a year. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Uh, what are you working on right now? What should people be checking out? Okay. Anything? All right. So I just finished uh, doing Dudley Datsun and the Forever Machine with Scott Snyder over yeah. at Comicsology. Oh, nice. And that'll be out in print relatively soon, I hope. From uh, Dark Horse. So, yeah. uh, so it's coming out through Dark Horse. And then I just finished the first of two issues for a new Wrong Earth series for Mahoy Comics. So the first one will be out in October. I just finished the pencils for that. And I start working on the pencils for issue two, and that'll be out in December. And that's leading into a new Wrong Earth miniseries in 2024. That's awesome. Uh, when you're doing the Wrong Earth stuff, you're, for anybody who doesn't know, it's sort of like a there's a dark riff on a Batman and Robin-esque yeah. character, and there's a lighter riff on a Batman and Robin-esque character. So how do you embrace those two sides? How do you differentiate them? A lot of it now, because in where they are in the storyline, they're together. Like, okay. there's, an, there's an entire team. There are, like, six heroes from, from three different universes. So a lot of it is visual. It's not just the body language of the characters, but I'm trying to incorporate with, like, the, the darker characters with uh, Dragonfly and Stinger 2, who are from the, the dark uh, Earth Omega. I'm trying to incorporate little bits of Jim Lee, a little bit of yes. Greg Capullo, a little David Finch into their line work, but I'm also with, like, the Earth Alpha, with the Sunny characters. It's a much more cleaner look to those characters. You know, some characters have slightly harder edges. Some, you know, some are a little bit softer. Um, in terms of the story that we're doing with uh, the new Wrong Earth series, We Can Be Heroes, which comes out in October, um, <laughs> it's set on Earth Alpha, so everything is very much in that sort of pastiche Batman 66 kind of universe. It's much cleaner. You know, the storytelling is much more uh, traditionally dynamic. The layouts are much more uh, traditional comic book layouts that you would see in like you know the 80s or even the 70s. You know, they're, they're very much. You know, I, I pull out my you know Don Newton, Jim Aparo, you know <laughs> <laughs> issues of Batman nice. for for that look. You know? And do you when you're doing both, do you jump back and forth, or you just get on a jag? Or you're I like, get on a jag. I mean, it really depends. I mean, with the with the previous series, when there were sections that were yeah. in different Earths, I would I would draw them in batches as if I were like on a movie set and we had a limited amount of time that we had to shoot and every if we had corresponding scenes everything had to together. be done yeah. there block shooting so yes block, exa block shooting yes exactly so 
I find that that is easier to manage. And the thing about it also is Tom's such a great writer that he makes it really, really easy. But at the same time, he's given me enough room and freedom in the story to, to play. Which is always great. That's that's always like the, my best collaborators have always trusted me enough to be able to deliver without having to like over-explain things and giving me room to be myself. I wanted to ask you about the Scott Snyder comicsology to Dark Horse yeah. pipeline. I yeah. guess you would call it. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's kind of par for the course that you're aiming for both digital and print these days, but. Since you are having these things that are going up online first, and then they're being collected in different forms for Dark Horse, I know like Barnstormers was two issues per issue, so it's oversized. Does that affect how you're tackling it at all? No, no. The storytelling really much, pretty much stays the same. The only issue of Dudley Datsun that's oversized is is issue five. It's 40 pages. But everything else is just traditional 20-page comics for the most part. Um, the format hasn't really changed, and you know, but the I'm so used because we did the same thing with Molly Danger. Molly Danger came out digitally before it came out, and before it came out print. So the format doesn't really change for me. You know, the delivery method changes. Obviously, the the weight sometimes is excruciating because you <laughs> want because I feel like at least at the moment, in certain aspects, digital has a much more limited audience as opposed to the traditional print audience with comics. But it's it's great to see people rediscover something that you're putting out into the world at the same time. Awesome. You, Jamal, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, do you feel like you're finding, it's a more limited audience on digital, but are you finding uh, audience like in other parts of the world? Or, like, are you reaching new people? No, it's reaching, it's reaching new people. I think it's because, you know, again, you know, I've been working in comics for over 30 years, and my mind is probably still very much geared to the idea of print being the end result. Right. But digital allows these projects to exist in a way that is tangibly different for people. And it's evergreen in a different way than it is with print. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 nothing ever truly gets deleted from being online. You know, digital can exist. It's, it reduces the price barrier for a lot of, of books and comics and media in general that would be cost prohibitive for a lot of people. So I enjoy that idea of it as well. But at the same time, you know, I like reading stuff in print. I don't mind reading stuff on the computer, but I, you know, I like holding books in my hand, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, Jamal, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people check you out socially these days or otherwise? Oh, I'm pretty much... Mostly right now, I'm, I'm still on X. I still... You can reach me on X. Um, you sound so sad. I, I'm on uh, Blue Sky. I finally got a Blue Sky invite, so I'm on Blue Sky. So, and it, just type in Jamal Igle in the Google, you will find me. I'm on Instagram, I'm on X, I'm on Blue Sky, Spoutable. Uh, I think I got a thread. I've got a threads. Yeah. 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 I don't always update everything because Lord, 
full-time I do job. not have yep. the time. Yeah. But I try to be as available. I'm still on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Facebook. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very, I try to make it easy for people to yeah. find me. Google Eagle. Yeah. Exactly. Google Eagle. That's what I always say, too. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Great to see you, man. And if you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about comics. Apple, Android, Spotify, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on TikTok or Instagram, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, we'll see you at the comic book shop. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.